the voice of Branch County for high school sports. AM 1590 WTVB Coldwater and FM 95.5 W238CD Coldwater. Coldwater Cardinal basketball is on the air. Ball comes to Ellie Foley, wide open. Trey is good from the right wing. Foley now has 10. Brought to you by these members of the WTVB Sports Boosters Club. Advantage One RV and Auto Brokers. Obelia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Branch County Abstract and Title. Case Realty Group. Diana and Jordan Butler. Financial Advisors with Edward Jones. CNO Insurance. CEM Supply. Culey's Jewelry. El Cerrito Mexican Restaurant. SKWood PC. Integrity Apparel Screen Printing and Embroidery. KB Mechanical. Matt Hale at Homes. McDonald's of Branch County. Midwestern Realty. Group, Ottawa Gas Company, Servpro of Branch in South Calhoun Counties, Union Pallet and Container, BJ West, Financial Advisor with Edward Jones, and Jay Wright, Financial Advisor with Edward Jones. Evan Sloan, double team on him. To Dante Ward, jumper from inside the arc is good. And warm greetings from Penfield High School, Battle Creek's north side. Coldwater Cardinal girls and boys basketball is on the air. It's the Cardinals against the Penfield Panthers. I'm Sean Watson. To my left is Coldwater High School Athletic Hall of Famer Quinn Berry. Pretty pleasant drive up here uh, for the most part. Uh, uh, now that the roads are for the most part clear, uh, for some reason, uh, whoever's in charge of uh, salting the roads up in this part of Calhoun County, they seem to have forgotten uh, Penfield Road, which is where Penfield High School sits on. Yeah, fine. Easy drive up until the last half mile. And then it was uh, snowy and uh, slushy and icy. Hopefully that will take care of itself. It turned out that they did not have school up here in Penfield or for a most of the schools in Calhoun County because of the inclement road conditions. Of course, all of the Branch County schools had the day off already planned because of uh, in-service activities. So an extended midwinter break for them uh, going through Monday. Yeah, a nice four-day break for everybody. The teachers work today but have Monday off, so uh, enjoy that extra day. We'll go ahead and take this two-minute break and get you set up for the girls' basketball showcase coming up between the Cardinals and the Panthers. It's senior night here at Penfield High School. One senior in particular is going to be getting extra recognition, and we'll talk about that in two minutes as you are listening to Coldwater Cardinal Girls Basketball on WTVB. Hey, who's got team spirit? We do. We're Integrity Apparel, Screen Printing, and Embroidery. Hi, I'm Al Rackesey, and here at Integrity, we specialize in expressing your team spirit with your school logo T-shirts, varsity jackets, and even winter items like coats, scarves, and hats. But we're much more than that. We design and print promotional items, banners, and more. We'll print it up, and you show it off. Call 278-8101. We're Integrity Apparel, Screen Printing, and Embroidery at 52 West Chicago Street in downtown Coldwater. It's great to have neighbors you can trust, you can count on, in good times and in bad. The attorneys at Haskewood PC understand the importance of trust. When you need cutting-edge legal counsel for any Anything from family law and business to estate planning and property disputes, Haskwood PC are the neighbors you can trust. They live and work with you right here in our community. Find out more at Haskwood.com or stop by their offices in downtown Coldwater and Sturgis. Haskwood PC, lawyers where you live, lawyers you can trust. 
People are talking about Advantage One RV. Bought my camper at Advantage One. I saved thousands. We found the perfect RV for our family, and I won't even tell you how much money we saved because it'd sound like I'm bragging. All I can say is I'm glad we shopped Advantage One RV first. I shopped Advantage One RV first. What a deal I got. You have your eye on a shiny new RV, but have you given any thought to a like new pre-owned model? Chase Halet here to remind you, shop Advantage One RV brokers first. I'm Vanessa Halet. We keep saying that and it sounds like a broken record, but you can't believe how much you'll save. Are you thinking about selling your RV? I'm Mary Kayla. And I'm Mylon Hala. It's easy. Think of Advantage One RV Brokers. Just how easy is selling your RV? Tell them, kids. All you have to do is just pick up a check. It can't get any easier than that. So what have we learned? Before you buy, check out Advantage One first. One mile east of Meyer on US 12 east of I-69, Coldwater. Shop Advantage One RV and Auto Brokers first. AM 1590, FM 95.5, WTVB. Welcome back to Penfield High School. Sean Watson, Quinberry, Mike Sy, Justin Lopshire back at the WTVB studios producing and engineering tonight's broadcast. We're coming to you from Penfield High School, home of the best popcorn in all of the Interstate 8. No doubt about that, uh, Sean, and we both got a bag before the game. The reason why it's the best they sell a combined regular popcorn and caramel corn together. Apparently the best two bucks that we'll spend here at Penfield tonight. Sounds good to me. So we're about another 15 minutes or so away from the tip of the varsity girls basketball game between Coldwater and Penfield. The girls game wrapped up just before we hit the air with Penfield getting the win 31-14. to yeah, I didn't get a chance to see much of that ball game, but uh, what little we did, uh, Cardinals just with uh, too many turnovers tonight in that early game. Looked like it was pretty physical. I did notice that Ava Longstreet fouled out of the game early in the fourth quarter. Yeah, there was uh, quite a few fouls called, so yeah, you know, but it was a very physical ball game. As for the varsity girls, let's start off by talking about Coldwater improving to 18-1 overall with their non-conference win against Madawan on Tuesday, 44-28. You and I got to call that game. Uh, what were your impressions thinking back to Tuesday night? Well, I thought, uh, I think Coach Smoker said that uh, after the game and also uh, today with uh, Measle was... They just didn't communicate much in that first quarter. They finally got their act together defensively, started communicating a little bit. The second quarter was just the uh, quarter that the Cardinals just took care of, care of business, a big, uh, uh, I believe, 21 to 8 or something that second quarter and just kind of uh, set the tone for the rest of the game. And my apartment, what can you say, just an outstanding ball game all night long for that young lady. But... Uh, I thought the Cardinals just took care of business and did what they needed to do to win. You were close on that second quarter total. 20 to 9, Coldwater outscored Madawan. Yeah. And uh, Maya Porter did finish the night with 20 points. She also had eight rebounds and a couple steals. And then after her, you had Coley Burkhart with six points and eight rebounds, Ellie Foley with six points and seven rebounds. Riley Van Aken with six points, five assists, four steals. Kara Miller might be a season high for her, her four points and four rebounds coming off the bench. Ellie Anderson only scored a couple points, but this is an incredible stat line, 11 rebounds and seven blocks. I only had her, really, I said five. I had her down for five. I said maybe six, but uh, when the huddle report came out, she had seven. 
but uh, she was just dominant uh, on the boards all night long and uh, really uh, used her height and uh, long arms to uh, intimidate the shooters uh, from Matawan all night long in the middle. So for the Cardinals, we're almost through to the end of the regular season. Uh, what we've seen is we don't have uh, one player totally standing out as far as getting the uh, bulk of the points. We've got some decent balance. Ellie Foley with 9.7 points, 4.8 rebounds, 2.5 assists, 2.3 steals a game. Maya Porter is now up to 9.2 points. 5.7 rebounds, 1.6 assists, and 3 steals a game. Also averaging 1.1 blocks a game. Ellie Anderson, third in the scoring sheet. 6.3 points, 5 rebounds, and she leads the team in blocks with 1.3 per game. The uh, seven-block performance really helping pad those stats a little bit. Raleigh Van Aken now up to 6 points, 2.4 rebounds, 2.3 assists, 1.4 steals a game. Coley Burkhart, 5.5 points, 5.8 rebounds a game. Foley and Anderson, the Ellies, our sophomores, Maya Porter, Riley Van Aken, Coley Burkhart, freshman. Yeah, just outstanding play from uh, from all nine girls that participate mainly every game. But uh, I want to say, Sean, there isn't a team in the state of Michigan with an 18-1 record that doesn't have a double-digit score. That's, that's remarkable. And that just shows you how well these girls play defensively and how well they play together and how well they just want to win ball games. They don't necessarily go out to look to, to score points. They go out to win ball games, and it doesn't matter who scores the points. The team averages 41.2 points a game, but only allows 28 a night from the other team. That's uh, just an unbelievable, unbelievable stat right there. And uh, uh, to hold a team or averages under 30 points a game is just remarkable. So you've got Coldwater and Northwest still tied atop the Interstate 8 standings at 10-1. The Cardinals 18-1. Their only loss was to Northwest in the game we saw in January. Northwest's overall record is 17-2. Their only two losses were to Hazlitt to start the season and then uh, lost Coldwater a couple of weeks ago up at Northwest. And what was uh, two tremendous ball games. We got a chance to do the one in Coldwater. That was an awesome game. And then the Cardinals went up there and got revenge at Northwest. And uh, that was just a super game, too. And uh, just two really fine ball clubs. And that team that uh, Northwest lost to, the other team that Northwest lost to, uh, Hazlitt currently 19-0 and ranked number four in Division Two. So uh, quality competition all the way around. And uh, if you think I look ahead to next season, I expect the uh, caliber of the non-conference schedule to take a dramatic upswing for the Lady Cards. Well, we talked a little bit about that on the way up. And uh, Coach... Uh, Coach Smoker, he doesn't uh, shy away from playing good teams. And uh, with this young team, with the record they've got and uh, the potential they have to uh, do some damage in the state over the next three, three four years, uh, I'll tell you what, he's going to look to uh, toughen that schedule up. He wants to play the best and uh, make those girls go out there and work for everything. Now tonight's opponent, the Penfield Panthers at 3-8 in the Interstate 8, tied for fifth in the league with Lumen Christie. Both Lumen Christie and Penfield are 7-12 overall. Boy, what a big win they got up at Harper Creek on Tuesday night. In overtime, they beat the Beavers 40-38. 
Kaylee Glidden with 11.7 rebounds, six assists and four steals. Emily Clacking, 9.6 rebounds, a couple of assists. Natalie Hensel with eight points, 11 rebounds, a couple of assists and three blocks. It was about a week and a half ago on this floor when Penfield beat Homer 66-53. Kaylee Glidden with a, I think this is, might be a career high for her on an individual level, scoring 35 of the Panthers' 66 points. And with that, she went over 1,000 points for her illustrious career here at Penfield. And... Uh, our understanding is that prior to the tip of uh, this game, they will recognize that in addition to recognizing all the seniors, of which uh, Kaylee Glidden is one of them. Well, to, to score 1,000 points in high school, uh, four years probably, that she played at the varsity level, I, know, I still think that's a tremendous accomplishment. And I was just looking, you know, she... Uh, She's averaging about 18 points a game this year, which is just under half of what the whole Penfield team scores. You know, she's got 143 rebounds on the season. Uh, she's a 35% shooter, which outstanding. You know, she's getting eight rebounds per game and four or five assists a game. Uh, she must, she's just an all-around player. Yep, 18.1 points, 7.6 rebounds, 4.2 assists, 1.9 steals. Again, that's a stat line for Kaylee Glidden. Next on the list, Natalie Hensel, just a sophomore, averaging 10 points, 7.6 rebounds, 1.3 steals, 2.8 blocks a game. Next on the scoring sheet, Emily Clacking only averaging 4.8 points per game. So for this edition of the Penfield Panthers, as we observed back in that January game, as Kaylee Glidden and uh, Natalie Hensel go, uh, so goes the team. But if you think back to that January 13th game that uh, Coldwater won over Penfield 43-28, to uh, Kaylee Glidden had 13 points. Next down the list, Emily Clacking and Jasmine Curtis with five. Tori Walling with three. Uh, Natalie Hensel was effectively shut out that night. Yeah, it's just it's just amazing uh, what we've seen these Coldwater girls do defensively to the other teams, uh, the opponents' leading scorers all year long. And uh, I wouldn't doubt that tonight. Uh, that's just a big challenge for them, and they uh, they usually end up winning those challenges. Now, as for how the uh, Lady Cardinals did, uh, I, I forgot to save that she, but uh, I actually have it in my uh, scorebook. I just have to flip a few pages here. I forgot to uh, write those down in my uh, notes, but uh, I seem to remember that the Cardinals did uh, pretty well. Uh, in fact, Maya Porter had 14 points, four rebounds. Uh, Ellie Foley with eight points and eight boards. Uh, Jayla Sloan, seven points and uh, nine rebounds off the bench. I think Jayla hit a couple of threes that night, if I remember. But uh, uh, nice, you know, again, different scores for the Cardinals throughout the season. Jayla actually hit uh, one triple. Coley Burkhardt had a triple. Maya Porter with a triple. Uh, Ellie Foley with a triple. Emma Porter actually had a triple. I see Emma's back out on the court tonight. Looks like she's ready to go. Uh, I think she might have been uh, much like Seth, or much like coughing. Zach coughing. Zach coughing at the uh, don't, don't, boys' level. I won't do that again. Don't don't get and, me started uh, on my own bad habits. Come on. So it uh, might have been just a little under the weather as she's missed the last couple of games. 
quickly take a look at the full Interstate 8 girls basketball standings. We mentioned what Coldwater and Northwest have done uh, tied for first in the league. we got Marshall and Western tied for third in the league at 7-4. and four, And they both have 10-9 and nine overall records. And it turns out they're playing each other tonight. Uh, not at Marshall, not at Western. They're going out to Marshall Opportunity High School, which you and I used to remember as being the old Albion High School. So they're playing a uh, home game out at Albion for the first time since Albion High School shut down and it's uh, the form that we used to know it as. Uh, I I think it's been uh, eight years since uh, the Albion school system was absorbed into Marshall. I believe you're right, Sean. And uh, that'll be an interesting night for uh, both teams uh, going over there. That's a kind of an older gym, uh, kind of a cracker box gym, and uh, it'll be uh, interesting to see how those ball games come out. I reminded you the last time you and I did a game up at Albion High School, it was the Lady Cards playing against the uh, Wildcats. Uh, the facility that they have for radio stations to do the games. It overlooks one of the baskets. The other half of that room was fully furnished with a couch and a table like it was a coach's office. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, uh, interesting facility up there, no doubt about it. Uh, continuing to go over the uh, I-8 standings, we mentioned Lumen Christie and Penfield tied for fifth at 3-8 and eight in the league. They're both 7-12 and 12 overall. Harper Creek and Hastings tied for seventh right now at 2-9 and nine in the league. Beaver 7-11 and 11 overall. Hey, excuse me, Hastings at 7-12 and 12 overall. Uh, the Coldwater win against Madawan was the only uh, non-conference game. Uh, all the other on Tuesday night, all the others were conference affairs, and that includes Penfield beating Harper Creek. Oh, did I mention that uh, they needed overtime to do so? No, you didn't. I see that on the sheet here. Forty to thirty-eight was the final score on Tuesday night. Marshall beat Lumen Christie thirty to twenty-three. It was Western over Hastings fifty-one to twenty-seven. So, in addition to this game, in addition to uh, Western Marshall out at Albion. We got Northwest playing at Hastings, Lumen Christie at Harper Creek because it's doubleheader night in the Interstate 8. It's the same matchups for both the girls and the boys. We'll go ahead and take this break, be back with the starting lineups and your keys to tonight's girls basketball game between Coldwater and Penfield. You're listening to Coldwater Cardinal Girls Basketball on WTVB. Folding a fitted sheet, programming the thermostat, matching your socks. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with an auto owner's insurance independent agent, getting the right coverage for your home doesn't have to be one of them. So you can get back to more important things, like finding that missing sock. That's simple human sense. The no problem people, your local auto owner's agents are Scott Crabtree, DC Lyons, and Melanie Pish at CNO Insurance, North Clay Street, Coldwater. Just like basketball, buying or selling a home takes a lot of energy and teamwork. And the team here at Case Realty Group has lots of practice. I'm Carmen Case. When you're ready to pass along your home, I'll be here ready to catch it and drive it onto the market and get it sold. Rachel Tell here. I'll make buying your next home feel like you've made a slam dunk. When thinking of a real estate office, think Case Realty Group. We are the home team because we're locals and we know this market. Visit us online at caserealtygroup.com. Go Coldwater Cardinals! 
Hi, Sam here with CEM Supply in Coldwater, Michigan. Our customer base consists of large manufacturing facilities right down to the walk-in residential customer. It's amazing. Here's a short list of the products we represent, stock, and sell. Lincoln Welders, Champion Air Compressors, Karcher Pressure Washers, Myers and AY McDonald Pumps, Milwaukee Generac, Wright, Jet, and Wilton Tools, just to name a few. We also stock all the consumables, including roller chain, belts, bearings, welding wire, grinding cutoff, and flap discs, plus tons of fasteners. Did I mention we also offer service and repair on the products we sell. We also refurbish and rewind electric motors up to 250 horsepower, including all types of irrigation, circulation, and well pumps in-house. CEM also has a large inventory of electric motors in stock, and we're a do-it-best distributor. CEM Supply, 178 West Garfield Avenue, open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. and 8 a.m. until noon on Saturdays. Call 517-278-2611 or visit cemindustrialsupply.com. No matter what time of year, Culey's Jewelry will help you say, Will you marry me? with an extraordinary diamond ring. Culey's diamonds are hand-chosen for their quality and beauty with prices lower than any chain store. Right here in Coldwater, Culey's is the diamond source for the best prices and service you expect. With engagement rings starting at $299 and going to the sky's the limit, Culey's is something for everyone. Stop into Culey's Jewelry today and see the many mountings and styles available for your precious stones. Culey's Jewelry, downtown Coldwater since 1968. The voice of Branch County for As high we all school live longer. Sports. AM 1590 WTVB Coldwater and FM 95.5 W238CD Coldwater. Starting lineup for tonight's varsity girls basketball game between Coldwater and Penfield for the visiting Cardinals 18-1 overall, 10-1 in the Interstate 8 under veteran head coach Ken Smoker. It's a familiar starting lineup in the backcourt will be Riley Van Aken, a 5-6 freshman, Ellie Foley, a 5-8 sophomore, and Coley Burkhart. A 5'9 freshman. And up front will be Ellie Anderson, a six-foot sophomore, and Coley Burkhart. Uh, Coley Burkhart, rather, a 5'10 freshman. As you can hear in the background, uh, they are doing the senior night recognition before uh, they introduce the starting lineups, recognizing 5'4 senior Jasmine Curtis, 5'5 senior Jacariona Thomas. 5-1 senior Allie Farrell, and uh, perhaps a key to this team, uh, Kaylee Glidden, the 5-10 senior. Curtis, Thomas, and Glidden will be among the starting five for Penfield, along with Emily Clacking, a 5-4 junior, and Natalie Hensel, a six-foot sophomore. So we continue to see the uh, seniors being recognized uh, quickly. Uh, let's get to your keys to this game. Uh, and we mentioned that there's going to be a special recognition for Kaylee Glidden momentarily. Well, I think uh, the Cardinals got to get off to a quick, solid start tonight. Uh, I think Coach Smoker said it the other night, and Carly, his assistant there, assistant and his daughter said it too. We don't need to call a timeout to get after you girls about communicating on the floor. And I'd love to see them just get off to a big, quick start tonight. Let's put this uh, little Penfield jinx behind us and make sure we just play solid basketball all night long. We're going to continue tuning in to uh, the rest. Yep. There comes Kaylee Glenn with uh, her plaque of recognition. And I see that they're going in uh, alphabetical order there here for the uh, recognition. 
course, uh, Coldwater Senior Night. If you want to look ahead, it's going to be uh, next Friday when the Cardinals host Lumen Christie. That'll be the, believe it or not, that'll be the regular season finale for uh, girls basketball. We always think it goes forever during the winter, but it just seems quickly uh, after you get to the first of the year. And uh, hard to believe you're talking about, uh, you know, districts coming up and district draws this weekend. And uh, we'll see what happens with the district draws on Sunday. It's like I told you, uh, basketball is the one high school sport that seems to drag and uh, be over with in a flash at the same time. Well, I think probably one of the things is, uh, you know, it's cold and people love to get out on Friday nights and maybe have dinner, then go to the ball games. And uh, then it really does get over quickly. And it also gets over quickly for the players. Uh, especially these seniors as uh, they end up their career probably here at home tonight might be their last home game. Yeah, the four seniors and manager Taryn Todd getting uh, the end of ceremony pictures going here. And now this time... Before we meet starting on the Sunfield School's Athletic Department and coming to the next school's girls basketball program, have a special presentation on February 7th. Senior guard Katie Glidden scored her 1,000th point for her career here at Penfield High School. And that can't be really At this time, we have the Reverend Frank Steele. We'll be presenting Katie with a plaque for her outstanding career accomplishment. Girls varsity basketball coach Ty Brennis is presenting Katie with a game ball and a rugby picture. Congratulations, Katie, on a tremendous career opportunity. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Katie Glidden. These are pretty nice mementos that Kaylee Glidden was just presented with a replica of. Uh, her team jersey and uh, the game ball from that night. That is, those are uh, really nice gifts and I'm sure she'll cherish those for a long time. Of course, you and I remember uh, when Carly Crabtree picked up her thousandth career point and also uh, that was in a home game uh, against uh, who, who were the Cardinals playing? I think they were playing Kalamazoo Central that night. I believe you're right. Name. And then Gage McGuire picking up his 1,000th career point up at Lumen Christie. Yeah, we uh, kind of a pretty cool night for both those uh, athletes. Kind of hard to believe that uh, Gage McGuire's college career is uh, starting to wind down up at Emporia State. Yeah, yep. hard to believe. Uh, Chris, he just is a senior there this year. Uh, yes, I believe that yeah. is correct, and I, I'm, I'm sure her parents will correct us momentarily <laughs> on social media if uh, we're misremembering here. Well, while we await for the uh, starting lineups to formally be announced, uh, just to go over the rest of the schedule for the girls, they play at Harper Creek next Tuesday, and as we mentioned, they will host Lumen Christie last, uh, next Friday. And then it's districts up at Lakeview. The district draw will be officially announced uh, this Sunday. And I fully anticipate Coldwater and Lakeview to draw first round buys. And uh, 
to uh, not have to play until uh, that uh, uh, Wednesday, March 1st. Now, as for the boys, they will host Harper Creek next Tuesday, host Lumen Christie next Friday, and then the following week, it's the final week of their regular season, they've got non-conference games on February 28th up at Otsego, and on March 2nd, they will host Portage Central. Hard to believe that uh, you'll be, we'll be doing districts, and the boys will be finishing up, and won't be that long. We'll be looking at spring sports. I actually started writing down possible broadcast dates for the uh, spring uh, baseball and softball season, believe it or not. And uh, bear in mind, uh, spring break won't fall on the first week of April like it uh, we're used to seeing, but instead the final week in March. Back to game action. Coldwater wins the tip. They are moving to the basket away from us in their road reds with the white numerals and trim. Penfield will be moving it towards us in their home whites with the dark green numerals and trim. Now it looks like uh, Penfield is starting out in a 2-3 zone. Ball comes to Riley Van Aken left wing. Right wing, it's going to come to Maya Porter. Moves to the corner. Draws a double team. Now it goes inside. Coley Burkhart trying to blow past her defenders. Back out to the perimeter it comes. Up top. Foley. Call for traveling. Penfield starts out in that tough 2-3 zone. They're making sure they guard the three-point shooters on the team. Porter, Van Aken, and Foley. Now, as I mentioned, uh, they had a limited success from the three-point line. First tripped up the floor, it was Kaylee Glidden with a runner rolled off the back of the rim, and Coldwater gets a rebound. Ball comes right wing to Maya Porter. Now Foley drains a three-pointer from the wing. Now that time, Penfield didn't keep an eye out on the three-point shooter. Cardinals have the early 3-0 lead. First minute plus of this game. Ball comes to Jacariona Thomas. Almost lost it. Sideline right. Cross-quarter to Glidden on the left corner. Draws a double team. Almost blocked by Burkhart. Has to get it to a teammate. They have to reset. Thomas around right wing to Jasmine Curtis. Get the ball to Hensel, Natalie Hensel. Now to Glidden on the right wing. Double team, screen set. Glidden driving baseline, kick the ball out to the left wing. And Emily Quacking drains a three-pointer and ties the game up at threes. 6-20 and counting left to play first quarter. Here's Van Aken, bounce it to Ellie Anderson. Up top, the ball comes to Foley, and now Van Aken launches and misses the three-pointer, rolls off the front of the rim, Glidden with a rebound. About two minutes into the game, it's a 3-3 tie. Here comes Jasmine Curtis along the left wing. The floater rolls off the rim and comes into Burkhart's hand. She gets the rebound. Foley pushes the ball up the floor. Now the Cardinals run their offensive set. Van Aken around to the left wing to Maya Porter. Anderson back to Porter. Up top to Van Aken. In and out now. Foley three-pointer. She did it again. Nice assist from Burkhart there. Cardinals played a little inside out that time. Got the ball to Burkhart down on the block. She hit Foley for the three. Other end of the floor. Glidden misses a three-pointer left wing. Cardinal rebound, Foley long pass to Maya Porter, cut off by a double team, cross-quarter to the left wing, Van Aken. 
5-13 and counting left to play in the first quarter. Why not let Foley launch a three-pointer from up top? It draws iron, doesn't go in. And it looks like Clacking had the rebound for Penfield. Goldwater leads 6-3, five minutes and counting left to play first quarter. They haven't had a foul whistled yet. Roaming around the perimeter is Clacking. Now gets it to Glidden. Right corner launches a tray. Off the rim, no good. Battle for the rebound. And the ball comes off of Clacking's hands as she was going after it. It'll be Coldwater ball. Penfield's going to bring in Tory Walling, 5'9", junior, as Thomas comes to the bench, adding a little bit of size inside for the Penfield defense. A little bit of half-court, three-quarter court, man-to-man here. Trying to uh, trap the ball. Now Foley gets the ball to the right corner. Three-pointer missed by Anderson. One and done. Penfield rebounds. Clacking has the ball. Clacking is now between the circles. Moves right wing. Gets past Maya Porter. Jumper from the elbow. Long. Rebound Foley. Cardinals lead 6-3. 4-16 and counting left to play in the quarter. Three-pointers. Good for Maya Porter. Well, I think they only had, what, uh, I counted four trays the entire game back in, in January, and already they have three in the first quarter and lead by six. Here comes Glidden, doubled up, out to the right wing, three-pointer, spins off for Hensel, rebound again to Foley. Foley, long pass to the left corner. Now up top, Foley, Maya Porter, left wing tray. Boom! Wow. Hot start from the three-point line for the Cardinals tonight. That forces Todd Grenis, the head coach of the Penfield Panthers, to take a timeout and uh, change tactics here, it looks like, with 3.38 left in the first quarter. A couple of trays from Ellie Foley, a couple of trays from Maya Porter. Meanwhile, for Penfield, we have a three-pointer from Emily Clacking. No one's made a two-point field goal yet. Cardinals with four made baskets and four assists on those baskets. That's good, too. Oh, it is. Moving the ball. It's always great to see him move the ball in and out like that. Of course, since the Cardinals are playing to the court away from us, you don't really hear the uh, communication that Coach Ken Smoker has been uh, stressing they should be doing. Uh, Now, have you? Well... I haven't heard it, but I'll tell you what, all you got to do is watch out there, and you can see it, Sean, because uh, they've been doing a great job uh, on the uh, Penfield shooters, no doubt about it. Riley Van Aken almost intercepted the pass, just kind of ran out of room and ran two steps up the bleachers to our left. Glidden uh, has been double-teamed almost every time she's taken the ball towards the basket. Again, the only points for Penfield coming on a tray from Clacking. Here's Glidden, left corner, only drawing single coverage this time. We get a whistle and a pushing foul on Ellie Foley, believe it or not, with 3.18 left in the first quarter. That is the first foul called in the game. Foley guarding Glidden there and just, just pushed a little push. that she. Glidden to inbound. Glidden finds Clacking top of the key. Spots up and shoots the three-pointer. Misses. Maya Porter gets the rebound. Porter between the circles. Lobs the ball to Foley. Right baseline. Now back out to the perimeter. Here's Van Aken up top to Maya. Maya a couple steps to her right. 
Burkhart trying to set the screen. Instead, gets the ball to Van Aken. Try another play. Lob the ball inside to Burkhart. Draws the double team. Overshoots the rim along the right blocks below. And the rebound by Natalie Hensel. 12-3 Cardinals. 2.43 left to play in the first quarter. Who was that Penfield pass intended to? The referee, I think. (laughs) Or maybe Troy Tennyson from the reporter. Penfield, uh, some token pressure. They peel back. It's single coverage between Glidden and Foley. Glidden the senior, Foley the sophomore. Foley handed off to Maya Porter. The ball bounced off of her foot and out of bounds. Just a little fumble there on the on the uh, handoff. It's 12-3 Coldwater, 2-25. Encountering left to play first quarter. Clacking on the right wing. Natalie Hensel up top. Now here's Glidden, draws a double team on the perimeter, tries to get it inside to Clacking. It was intercepted by Burkhart. Burkhart to Van Aken across the timeline. Van Aken's now on the right wing, trying to get around her defender. Now Burkhart on the right corner. Gets it inside, Maya Porter shoots and scores. It's the first two-point basket of the night for Coldwater or for either team. What a pretty pass on the backdoor cut by Porter. Burkhart made that beautiful pass. 14-3, Cardinals up 11 minute 45 left to play in the quarter. Lob pass goes to Hensel, baseline right. Has to get it back outside. Here's Walling at the free throw line. Glidden has it left corner. Launches a three-pointer over Maya Porter. It's wide right. And flying in for another rebound is Ellie Foley. Foley passes to Porter. Up top, Anderson open for three. Yes! Wow. Cardinals just shooting the lights out right now. That is the fifth three-pointer for the Cardinals in this game. And if if I saw that correctly, that does match what the Cardinals did the entirety of the first encounter back in January. Cardinals get the steal. And force Kaylee Glidden to commit her first foul. That's Riley Porter. That's Riley Van Aken, excuse me, being in the right place defensively on that weak side and just made that quick steal. Not 13, but 33. Natalie Hensel picked up the foul. We saw a couple substitutions. Uh, Kara Miller came in for Coldwater, 5'5 junior. Sloan. Swinging the ball to Jayla Sloan. She was the other one that came in. Also 5-5 junior. Now Van Aiken. Moves top of the key. Now a quick move down the middle. Gets the layup to go. Plus one. Great spin move from the top of the circle. Riley takes it right to the basket. That has tended to be her trademark. Jasmine Curtis for Penfield picking up her first foul. Team second. Van Aken to the free throw line to try and complete the three-point play. She does. 20-3. Cardinals up 17. 47 seconds left to play in the first quarter. Here's Glidden, left wing. Doing crossover dribble. Jumper from the left elbow. Did everything but go through the cylinder, and Maya Porter gets a rebound. Porter between the circles. Pass comes to Riley Van Aken. Under 30 left to play in the first quarter. Cardinals up 17. Here's Anderson on the right wing. Being guarded by Walling. Now Miller. Hands off to Anderson inside the arc right corner. Anderson up top to Sloan. 15 seconds left in the quarter. Now the ball comes to Anderson on the wing right side. 10 seconds left to play in the quarter. Pass to Maya Porter. Baseline right side. Got a whistle. 
going to get a Penfield foul. Trouble for Penfield. Nally Hensel just picked up her second foul on the team third. A little blocking foul down there on the baseline. On Gives the Cardinals the ball with seven. Ball comes to the left wing. Riley Van Aken with two, with one up top. Sloan for three. It's short off the rim. Well, the Cardinals will take a 20-3 lead over Penfield into the second quarter in varsity girls basketball. You're listening to Coldwater Cardinal girls basketball on WTVB. When the relief valve on your water heater fails, pouring gallons of water into your finished basement or an electrical shortage in your office causes extensive smoke and water damage. Or that musty odor indicates you might have a mold problem. You need a lot more than just help cleaning up. That's why ServPro of Branch and South Calhoun Counties is your one-stop shop when disaster strikes. Not only do they have the equipment and expertise to clean up damage from fire, water, or mold, but they also offer a variety of construction services, which means there's just one call to make to bring your home or business back as good as new as soon as possible. So no matter what happens, ServPro is always there to help. Call Pro of Branch in South Calhoun Counties today at 517-278-5261. That's 517-278-5261 to see how they can help you get back to like it never even happened. The voice of Branch County for high school sports. AM 1590 WTVB Coldwater and FM 95.5 W238CD Coldwater. Penfield ball. We're underway here in the second quarter. They trail 20-3. to The only points for Penfield coming on a three-pointer from Emily Clacking. Ball comes to the right wing. Kaylee Glidden was bunt as she took the three-pointer. No foul, but she got it to go in. And that immediately cuts the lead to 20-6. to Maya Porter leading all scorers with eight. Ellie Foley with six. Ellie Anderson with three. Riley Van Aken with three for Coldwater. Jayla Sloan, top of the key. Passes to Kara Miller, goes inside to Ellie Foley. Now Maya Porter's called for a traveling violation. Got another girls basketball score, end of one. Marshall leading Western, 15 to 10. That game being played at the old Albion High School, as we talk about. Yeah, last time, last time down the court for Penfield, Glidden's first really open look, and she knocked it down. Here's a drive along the left wing. Emily Clacking was clogged up, has to get it back out to the perimeter now. Here's Glidden, the runner from the right blocks, missed. Battle for the rebound was eventually won by Jayla Sloan. Hands off to Foley. Cardinals up two touchdowns on Penfield, 20-6. Foley has it, right wing. Sloan cross-court it to the left wing to Maya Porter. Ball comes to Kara Miller, drives baseline, turnaround reverses. Wow, that was the prettiest thing that she has done all season from the baseline. Wow, that was really nice shot. Baseline drive and came under the basket, kind of hooked it up from underneath. Where has that been all season? And I think Coach Smoker said that she's perfectly capable of doing that, but uh, she uh, hasn't felt comfortable enough to show it until these last couple of games. Well, that last game, those two baskets maybe gave her some confidence to shoot the basketball. I know her teammates encourage her. 22-6 Cardinals, Penfield ball. We notice that Natalie Hensel still on the floor despite picking up her second foul late in the first quarter. And Natalie Hensel gets her first basket on a jumper from the right elbow. 22-8, back and forth we go. 
by 50 left to play in the first half. Foley pushes the ball up the floor, picking up Glidden defensively. Miller to Danica Cox, who came in during the break between quarters, a 5'8 freshman. Cross-court pass comes to Maya Porter on the left wing. Now around to Sloan on the right corner. Inside to Cox, back out to Sloan. That was off of her hand. She couldn't handle the low pass, and getting the steal was Isabel Crandall, who came in during the break between quarters. She is a 5'9 junior for Penfield. Glidden passes to Clacking on the right corner, draws a defensive assignment for Maya Porter. Now Clacking drives baseline and is bumped. It's going to be Kara Miller with her first foul, just the team's second. Kara Miller needed just one more step towards that baseline, and she'd have got the charge. Maya Porter finally taking a breather. Coley Burkhart coming back in for her. Glidden to inbound. Glidden is looking. Glidden finally finds Crandall, who is immediately doubled up. Pass to the right wing. Madeline Hensel, 5'6 freshman, attempted the three-pointer. Missed it. And the ball goes out of bounds to Penfield. 5.09 left to play in the half. Glidden to inbound again. Ball is lobbed. Natalie Hensel catches up to it. Still on the floor with her two fouls. Lost the ball on the take. Danica Cox picks up the loose ball. Ellie Foley is bumped deep in the backcourt by Glidden. Ball comes across the timeline. Sloan to the right wing to Burkhardt. Inside to Kara Miller. Now back out to Foley. Top of the key to Danica Cox. Slashes the right wing. Loses the ball. Draws a double team. Loose ball picked up by Sloan. Gets it back out to Miller. 440 left to play in the first half. Cardinals up 22-8. Girls basketball. Here's Danica Cox. Cox, left wing, the ball comes to Miller. Miller to the free throw line, trying to bounce it out to Sloan. Sloan battling for the loose ball along with Madeline Hensel. And looks like it will be Coldwater ball. Tori Walling coming back into the Panther lineup. Cox inbounds in front of the Penfield bench to Eliana Foley. Cardinals offense is slowed down a little bit here. The starts the second quarter. Running the weave up high, Cox to Sloan, open left wing three, short off the rim, and skying for the rebound is Natalie Hensel, which you can do when you're six foot. Long pass to Emily Clacking. She lost her footing in front of the Coldwater bench, untouched, no less. The ball goes out of bounds to the Cardinals, an unforced turnover. What's the turnover situation looking like here, Quinn? Really, it's been a pretty clean game up to here. Four turnovers for the Cardinals, three for the Panthers. We're just past the halfway point of the second quarter. Long pass to Danica Cox, kicks the ball out. Sloan launches the three-pointer again. This time she gets it. That's the sixth triple for the Cardinals tonight. Well, they say it's a long two. Her feet were inside the line. But regardless, it's a 24-8 lead for the Cardinals. Here comes Jasmine Curtis. Lost the ball out of bounds as the double team closed in on her. Nobody in a red uniform touched it. Miller just did a great job getting over there, getting her foot on the baseline. The girl had nowhere to go, and she just lost control. Sloan inbounds to Foley. Draws a defensive assignment from Kaylee Glidden. They both cross the timeline. Sloan underhands to Cox, roams the perimeter, gets it to Sloan. Up top, tried to get the ball to uh, Ellie Foley, and that was a misconnection. Yeah, just kind of a little sloppy ball handling there. 
Just kind of flipped it to her. You got to grab it and pass it. Have a little bit of intent with the pass, right? Yeah, for sure. Glidden has intent on the pass to Emily Clacking right wing, but she gets defended well by Coley Burkhart. Occasionally draws a double team with <laughs> Kara Miller. Wow. Ball came to the left wing. There are bodies crashing all over the place, and Tori Walling scores from the right blocks. Other end of the floor, long two, missed by Cox. Ball comes back out to the perimeter. Sloan open. Left corner three. There's the tray that I thought happened earlier. Cardinals up 27 to 10 with 2.40 left in the half. Haley Glidden. Draws kind of a light hand-checking foul from Ellie Foley. That's going to be her second, team third. Kelly's just, uh, she got hit pretty hard down here under the basket. It probably should have been a charge on the passer. And they never called it. Foley and Cox and, yeah, just Foley and Cox coming to the bench. We see the Cousins, Riley Van Aken and Maya Porter back into the lineup. Inbound to Kaylee Glidden. 2.32 and counting left to play in the half. Cardinals up 27 to 10. Here's Glidden drawing the defense from Riley Van Aken up top. Three-pointer is good for Natalie Hensel. 27-13, Cardinals, 2.15 left to play in the half. Here's Riley Van Aken, hands off to Burkhart, now to the left corner, long two, off the rim, no good for Ellie Anderson. Battle for the rebound, and it looks like Coley Burkhart. She had it, tried to throw it off a Penfield girl, and it didn't work. That's why I said it looked like she was going to do uh, get that to work, but no. Got a little push there, I think. There, now uh, Jacariona Thomas coming in for Penfield, and now Maya Porter coming in for Coldwater. Good minutes for Kira Miller tonight, both ends of the court. We got Van, nice job. Van Aken, Miller, Sloan, Burkhardt, and Porter on the floor. Penfield misses a three-pointer, and Coldwater gets the rebound. Here comes Jayla Sloan, a minute 45 left to play in the half. Maya Porter to the right wing to Sloan. Sloan. Bounces through Riley Van Aken, and it goes through the five hole and out of bounds to the Penfield bench. Yeah, we had three turnovers going into about a minute and a half ago, and then three possessions down there and three turnovers just on bad passes. 27-13, the Cardinals still have a 14-point lead. Here's a runner from the right elbow. That was missed pretty badly. Natalie Hansel trying to save it to a teammate, but wound up saving it to Coldwater. Here comes Riley Van Aken to Maya Porter. Open left wing three, rattled off the rim. Rebound underneath Anderson. Now out to Burkhart. Maya Porter receives a pass, and uh, we had a traveling violation that looks like it happened before the pass. Not sure if it was traveling or three seconds. I'm not sure. It's hard to see that other end of the court, so... I'll just be fortunate in the knowledge that we'll have an easier time seeing the Cardinals uh, when they switch sides. Other end of the floor. Anderson picking up that blocky foul. They said it was Burkhart. Or Burkhart, excuse me. Her first team fourth. Three fouls up on the board for Penfield. Two of them on Natalie Hensel, who I 
think she did finally uh, come to the bench. Did not pick her third, pick up her third foul during her time on the floor in the second quarter. Cardinals lead by 14. Glidden trying to get the ball out to Jacariona Thomas. Uh, she was bowled over by Riley Van Aken as if she was trying to, to convert the spare. Interesting, since we're not that far away from M66 Bowl. Fifth follow-up on the board for the Cardinals. It'll be Penfield ball, 50.9 seconds left in the quarter. 27-13, the Cardinals lead. The inbound comes to Jasmine Curtis. Now back to Glidden from the right corner. Launches and misses a three-pointer. Rebound Sloan. Sloan inside to Anderson. Turnaround shot, good. That was way too easy there, Quinn. Nice look by Sloan there. Cardinals back up 16, 27 seconds left to play in the half. Scoop shot is good for Kaylee Glidden despite the double team. Cardinals did everything right there. She just made a great shot. Now Penfield turning up the pressure a little bit more. Amaya Porter being guarded by Kaylee Glidden. Draws a double team past a half-court line. Here's a runner by Sloan at short. Battle for the rebound. Off of the Cardinals. It'll be... Penfield ball in the backcourt, 4.2 seconds left in the half. It's a 29-15 lead for Coldwater. Coldwater will press for the first time. And the inbound comes to Emily Clacking. Wow. Just past the half-court line, a skid stop, and Clacking traveled. Well, Coldwater with a chance for the final shot of the half. They ran off a little time, six-tenths of a second. Inbound comes to Riley Van Aken. She can't do a darn thing as the buzzer sounds. After one half of girls basketball from here at Penfield High School, it is the Coldwater Cardinals 29 and the Penfield Panthers 15. The Branch County Abstract and Title Halftime Report coming up. In three minutes, you're listening to Cardinal Girls Basketball on WTVB. If you're a farmer, your land is your work site. Maybe hunting land, or maybe your home, but mostly your land is your investment. Midwestern Realty Group in Coldwater knows that your land is your legacy, and to grow it, you may want to expand. How do you do that with rising interest rates and record low inventory? You contact us here at Midwestern Realty Group. We are opportunity creators. As our name implies, we are a group, a team really, of 18 real estate professionals. With over 300 combined years of experience, that works for you. Half our team owns lake property and or vacant land. All of our team owns property. We know what we're doing through the highs and lows of real estate sales. We're one of Branch County's top listing and selling offices every year. Put our team and experience to work for you. For farmland, vacant land, vacation and hunting land, or for your dream home. We're ready to provide you opportunity. I'm Jill. I'm Doug. I'm Carrie. Michelle here. I'm Sharon. And this is Jim Bowers. And we are Midwestern Realty Group at 685 East Chicago. Road in Coldwater and online at MidwesternRealty.com. As we all live longer, age really is just a number, but retirement is so much more than one. Hi, I'm Jay Wright, your Coldwater Edward Jones financial advisor, and I want to know what your retirement means to you. Together, we can take a look at the big picture and make a strategy to help you reach your goals. Because you can't prepare for the unexpected if you don't know where you're headed. Call me at 279-1938 to get started today. That's 279-1938. Edward Jones, member SIPC. It's great to have neighbors you can trust, you can count on, in good times and in bad. The attorneys at Hass Kaywood PC understand the importance of trust. When you need cutting-edge legal counsel for anything from family law and business to estate planning and property disputes, Hass Kaywood PC are the neighbors you can trust. They live and work with you right here in our community. 
Find out more at HessKwood.com or stop by their offices in downtown Coldwater and Sturgis. Hess Kwood PC. Lawyers where you live, lawyers you can trust. Hey, Dean, I've heard Mobilia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram is celebrating 35 years in business. So that must make you at least... Let's not talk about age, Ken. Unless we're talking about the 35 years Mobilia has been helping folks all over the area find good quality new and used cars, trucks, vans, and Jeeps. Sure, let's talk about that. And about your inventory. You must have at least 100 vehicles in the lot. You don't see that much these days. You're right, Ken. We got a great selection of over 100 vehicles on our lot. And we offer guaranteed credit approval. Don't buy anywhere else unless you've checked out our vehicles. Stop in and ask for Jeff Dollar, Jared Hetrick, Jerry Eck, Dwayne Eck, Rudy Rodriguez, Corey Ibiza, Brian Bobilia, or me, Dean Bobilia. And Bobilia also offers service to maintain your vehicle long after the sale. Ask service manager Kip Burkhart to recommend a regular maintenance schedule. Bobilia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on US-12 across the airport or visit Bobilia.com. Celebrating 35 years at Bobilia. AM 1590, FM 95.5, WTVB. It's halftime here at Penfield High School. Varsity girls basketball on senior night for the Panthers. They trail the Coldwater Cardinals 29-15. The halftime report brought to you by Branch County Abstract and Title. Wishing good luck to the Cardinals. When buying or selling your home, ask your realtor or banker to use Branch County Abstract and Title for your title insurance and closing needs. It's your choice. Locally owned and operated, Branch County Abstract and Title has been serving Branch County since 1868. Contact them at 278-6960. Scoring for Coldwater, we have Riley Van Aken with three, Kara Miller with two, Ellie Foley with six, Jayla Sloan with five, Ellie Anderson with five, and Maya Porter currently leading all scorers with eight of the Cardinals' 29 points. For Penfield, meanwhile... Emily Clacking with three, Kaylee Glidden with five, Tori Walling with two, and Natalie Hensel with five. So Glidden and Natalie Hensel each with five of Penfield's 15 points. 20 to three in the first quarter, all favoring the Cardinals. Uh, Coldwater got the first basket of the game. Penfield tied it up, and then uh, the Cardinals score the final 17 points of a quarter to take that 20 to three first quarter lead. But Penfield outscored Coldwater in the second, 12 to nine. Things are getting a little sloppy for the Cardinals, especially the last few minutes of the second quarter. Yeah, we had four or five uh, right there, about four minutes at the end of that uh, second quarter where we just didn't take care of the basketball better uh, very well and had uh, five of our seven turnovers in the last four minutes of that second uh, quarter. Uh, Cardinals with seven turnovers in the first half, Penfield with only five. It's been a pretty well played ball game, not very many fouls, um, a lot of hustle from both teams, and uh, Cardinals just got off to that tremendous start. And as I mentioned, you you just told me that uh, the Cardinals scored 12 baskets, either two or three pointers in the first half, and they had nine assists. So they're really doing a good job of moving the basketball, sharing, and getting some open shots. Actually, six three-pointers and five two-point field goals. Six and five, 11. They had nine, nine assists on those 11 baskets. So... Um, what a great job by the Cardinals in that first half. But did you see the sense that uh, at points in the second quarter, the Cardinals thought they could coast? Well, I don't want to say coast. They had and He had a couple of different lineups in there, you know, some different people uh, in there, which is good because he's trying to get them, get them some minutes and get some of those uh, 
other non-starters some minutes going into the tournament because you never know when you might need them. Somebody might get in some foul trouble or whatever. So uh, not as good a you know ball movement in the second quarter out of that uh, second unit group. But I did think uh, Kara Miller, who came in, she had some great minutes in that uh, second quarter, especially defensively. She had some great minutes, and then one sh- uh, often or one rebound. Or excuse me, one great move to the basket uh, for her two points. So if we could go over quickly what you were able to track down with some of the other stats here for uh, Coldwater. Well, uh, Foley with four rebounds uh, uh, to lead the team. Uh, Sloan with three rebounds. Anderson with a rebound. Burkhart with a couple. Maya Porter with three. Uh, some great job there. Siswise, uh, Foley with two. One from Miller, one from Sloan, two from Burkhart, two from Porter, and one from Cox. And then a couple, three steals, one for Van Aken, one for Burkhart, and one for Cox. So, um, again, it's kind of uh, a team effort. Meanwhile, we have a halftime score out at the old Albion High School, now known as Marshall Opportunity High School. Marshall and Western are playing out there tonight and at the half of the girls' basketball game, varsity girls anyway. Marshall is leading Western 31-27 to in a battle for third place, sole possession of third place in the league because they were both tied at 7-4 and four heading into tonight. Yeah, those are a couple of teams that uh, has gotten better throughout the year. And I'm glad to see them matched up against one another tonight. And we'll uh, see who comes out for that third place uh, in the in the I-8. Yesterday in the Big 8 in girls basketball, Bronson uh, retaining a one-game lead over Springport atop the league standings. The Vikings beat Reading 48-37. Springport beat Jonesville also by the same score, 41-37. Concord beat Quincy 45-40. And it was Homer downing Union City 52 to 32. So Bronson is 13 and 0 in the Big Eight, 17 and 3 overall. Springport at 12 and 1 in the league, 18 and 2 overall. They face each other Tuesday. Uh, uh, winner, I guess, gets the outright lead in the Big Eight. More, well, more in the two-game lead there before the Cascade crossover. Yeah, if uh, yeah, Bronson would put the pretty much put the icing on the cake if they could knock off Springport again and. Uh, uh, I know Springport's looking for an upset over there, and two two really good uh, Division Three basketball teams. Here at the half, girls basketball, Coldwater leading Penfield 29-15. Second half action coming up in 90 seconds as you're listening to Coldwater Cardinal girls basketball on WTVB. Recycling your cardboard with Union Pallet and Container Company of Coldwater can deliver real value to your business and the environment. Recycling just one ton of cardboard saves more than 17 trees and eliminates landfill waste. To learn how you can help save the environment by recycling your company's cardboard, call Union Pallet and Container in Coldwater at 279-4888. That's 279-4888. 
of all, buying or selling a home takes a lot of energy and teamwork. And the team here at Case Realty Group has lots of practice. I'm Carmen Case. When you're ready to pass along your home, I'll be here ready to catch it and drive it onto the market and get it sold. Rachel Tell here. I'll make buying your next home feel like you've made a slam dunk. When thinking of a real estate office, think Case Realty Group. We are the home team because we're locals and we know this market. Visit us online at caserealtygroup.com. Go Coldwater Cardinals! It's your birthday, and El Cerrito wants to say... Happy birthday, Panchita! Happy birthday to you! So come in, enjoy a great meal, and for dessert, they'll serve you up a free dish of fried ice cream. It's no wonder everyone loves dining at El Cerrito Mexican Restaurant, along with friendly service, authentic Mexican food, and a festive atmosphere. Stop by for your birthday or any day. El Cerrito Mexican Restaurant in downtown Coldwater and in the Kroger Plaza, Hillsdale. AM 1590, FM 95.5, WTVB. Be listening to the end of this game and the end of our boys' contest for McDonald's Players of the Game, brought to you by your local area McDonald's restaurants. Coldwater ball to start the second half. Leading Penfield 29-15. Coldwater's starters are out on the floor. Van Aken, Foley, Anderson, Burkhardt, and Maya Porter. Right now Foley gets the pass inside. Great cut by Coley Burkhardt, and she gets her first basket of the game. That was a nice backdoor cut from the top of a circle. Foley founder. Give Foley the assist. It's 31 to 15. Cross court pass, other end of the floor. Penfield going away from us. Coldwater coming toward us here in the second half. A three pointer from the top of the key is good for Kaylee Glidden. She now has eight. Boy, that's hard to uh, guard somebody when they're that far away from the basket. She was a good six feet behind the three point line on that three. Here's Coley Burkhart with the ball. Great move to the baseline. Kick the ball out to Anderson. Long two bounces. Does not drop. Jasmine Curtis was trying to save it, but she pushes the ball out of bounds. Coldwater will get it back underneath our basket. It'll be Jasmine Curtis, Emily Clacking, Kaylee Glidden, Tori Walling, and Natalie Hensel. Coach Todd Grennis's regular starting lineup. Out on the floor. Here's Burkhart with a nice spin move. Shot hits the bottom of the glass, bottom of the rim. Partially altered by Natalie Hensel, who picks up her third foul, team first in the second half. That was a nice spin reverse move there by Burkhart. And uh, she almost got the old-fashioned chance at a three here, but hit the bottom of the rim. But a nice move. A Burkhart will be shooting two. First off the rim, no good. First miss from the free throw line by either team tonight. Of course, Penfield hasn't gone up to the charity stripe yet tonight. The only other trip to the free throw line for Coldwater was Riley Van Aken's completion of a three-point play. Burkhart, about a 61% free throw shooter coming in. She misses both, though, and the ball is tipped to Natalie Hensel. Glidden across the timeline, trying to get past Ellie Foley. Foley with a couple fouls on the floor. Meanwhile, for Penfield, Natalie Hensel stays on the floor despite picking up her third foul. A missed shot, rebound inside, Emily Clacking. Gets the ball back to the perimeter, draws a defensive assignment from Ellie Foley. Now screen set as the ball is handed off to Natalie Hansel. Ball was stolen. Ball in the backcourt. It's going to be secured by Maya Porter and oh! Nice timeout by Coach Smoker. Took ex- 30. Ex- except that the referee still gave uh, called the uh, traveling violation and uh, Penfield would be getting the ball back. 
The timeout call apparently didn't come in time. Right idea, but for some reason it wasn't recognized. Penfield will get the ball back. Ball comes to Jasmine Curtis on the left wing. Comes to the corner. Now between the circles, it comes to clacking. Double team come out on here. Here's Glidden. Loses the dribble. He is between the circles. My Porter is defending her. Now a screen set by Walling. Glidden to the baseline. Misses the shot. Rebound by Burkhart. Burkhart gets the ball to Foley. Foley pass to Maya Porter. Open. Long two. Is good from the left corner. Porter now with 10. 15-point lead, 33-18. to 18. Uh-oh, three-pointer for Penfield is an air ball. It looked like clacking was taking that. Here comes Riley Van Aken with the ball. Moves the baseline, hands off to Maya Porter to the corner. Now up top. Anderson, three-pointer, off the rim. No good. Battle for the rebound. Who's going to come up with it? Natalie Hensel. No-look pass, getting the ball to Jasmine Curtis, but she's trapped deep in the backcourt. Lobs the ball to Glidden, almost stolen by Burkhart near the half-court line. Now the pass goes inside, and the layup good for Hensel. It's the first time in a while that uh, Penfield has cut the lead down to single digits. Well, not quite single digits, but it's getting close. It's a 13-point lead, 33-20. to 20. 4.50 left to play, third quarter from here at Penfield. Ball to the right wing. Maya Porter hands off. Riley Van Aken drains a three-pointer from the left corner, her first of the game. Lead is back up to 16, 36 to 20. Four and a half minutes left to play, third quarter. Here is Glidden. She is on the right wing. Walling is trying to set a screen for her. The lob pass was intended for Walling, but it was taken away by Coldwater. Here's Burkhart. Hands off to Foley. Foley to the right wing. Thought about the three-pointer. Cross courts it to an open. Anderson from the left corner. Misses. Burkhart with a rebound to Maya Porter. 15-footer from the right baseline. No good. How about another offensive board? This time from Anderson. Hits the bottom of the rim. She gets her own offensive board. Now out to Maya Porter. Right corner three. Off the rim. No good. Four chances at least. And the Cardinals couldn't uh, convert. Glidden gets the rebound. And in transition, Emily Clacking finishes. Lead is 14, 36-22. And now Coldwater will get a 30-second timeout with 3.42 left to play in the third quarter. I think Coach Smoker uh, just wanted to take a minute here and remind the girls that, uh, hey, we're, we're putting it up just a little quick maybe. Uh, make that extra pass. Get a little better, better look. Um, they need to get back on defense a little quicker. Penfield seems to be getting the ball down court. And uh, Hank Coach Smoker just reminded them. You got a 14-point lead midway through the third quarter. Let's, uh, let's not get crazy out here. Let's just uh, play solid basketball. 36-22 the current score with 3.42 left to play in the third quarter. It'll be cold water ball coming out of the 30-second timeout. Each team has four timeouts left. Inbounder Riley Van Aken draws the single-team defensive assignment from Jasmine Curtis. Van Aken trying to flick the ball to Coley Burkhart. She couldn't handle it, and the ball goes harmlessly out of bounds to Penfield. 
I'm sure that's what Coach Smoker just talked about in the, in the huddle over there. Just slow the ball down. Let's get a good look. I was going to say, not the thing you want to have coming out of a timeout. Nope. But the Cardinals get the steal on a bad ben, Penfield pass. Maya Porter came up with it. Now gets it to Riley Van Aken. Van Aken to the left corner to Coley Burkhardt, being guarded by Walling. Loses the ball. She hits the deck along with Walling, and we will get a jump ball position arrow to the Panthers. Panthers picking up the defensive intensity here in this third quarter, giving the Cardinals a little bit of their own medicine. Here's a pass to Clacking on the right corner of the front court, trying to get past Burkhart. Does, running along the baseline, and a little travel music, Sammy. Somewhat of a case of happy feet going on there. Yeah, I think the girl that she wanted to pass to just wasn't there. She comes out to Cariona Thomas in for Penfield. The characteristic gray hair, just like you and me. Three-pointer from the right wing. Good for Ellie Anderson, her second of the game. 39-22, 17-point lead. Here's Glidden. In all sorts of trouble, drawing all sorts of double teams. Gets the ball to Clacking. And a three-second violation on Penfield. Jayla Sloan will come in for Coldwater at the next dead ball, but play is back underway. The clock did not start. So that long pass to Coley Burkhart isn't going to count really. Now that will get the opportunity for Coach Kent Smoker to bring Jayla Sloan in and give Coley Burkhardt a breather. Now we're back underway. The clock is moving. Two and a half minutes left to play in the quarter. Here's Foley shooting over Glidden. Glidden got a piece of it, but Foley gets her own rebound. Now out to Anderson. Open top of the key three. It's short, and the ball comes to Glidden. Glidden long pass to Emily Clacking. Now get it to the left corner. Madeline Hensel to the right wing. Jacariona Thomas misses the three-pointer. It's one and done for Penfield. Maya Porter gets the rebound. Two minutes and counting left to play in the third quarter. Cardinals up 39 to 22. Here's Van Aken. Get the ball to Anderson. Launches a three-pointer from the right wing. Misses. And the ball comes to Kaylee Glidden. Long pass ahead to Madeline Hensel, clogged up by a double team. Cardinals were quick to get back defensively. Glidden chucking up a three-pointer from the right wing. Missed it. Ball on the ground. It's picked up by Anderson, who gets it to Foley. A minute and a half left to play in the third quarter. Cardinals up 17. Here's Sloan on the right wing. Hands back to Foley. Foley being guarded by Glidden. She pokes the ball away and fully tracks it down. Glidden trying to force her out of bounds. Ball rolled around on the ground. Here's Maya Porter being tied up with Madeline Hensel. And this time Coach Smoker got that 30-second timeout. This time uh, the referees acknowledge the possession-preserving timeout with a minute 10 left to play in the third quarter. Cardinals up 39-22. to 22. The Cardinals just keep knocking down three-pointers. Uh, Enough to keep that nice, comfortable lead here. Uh, at times, it looks like um, Penfield wants to get it under double digits, but the Cardinals will hit one or two three-pointers, and they're uh, right back up 
Seems like as, seems 15 the, or 17. Seems as though the closest that Penfield's brought the lead down to is about, what, 13 or 12? 12 or 13 a couple of times. And, uh, you know, they had a chance to get it one time, had a chance to get it under uh, 10 and uh, missed the shot. And then the Cardinals come down and hit a couple of threes. Riley Van Aken to trigger underneath the basket. Coming out of the timeout, looking and lobs the ball to Danica Cox, who came in during the break. Now the pass goes inside to Maya Porter, draws a double team, trying to get it back out. Riley Van Aken tracks down the loose ball. Van Aken gives it to Maya Porter. Porter, bounce pass was knocked away. Coldwater will get it back. That was just a good play by Penfield there defensively, knocked the ball out of Maya's hands. And Cardinals retain possession. Van Aken tosses to Kara Miller, gets it out to Sloan, right corner, now runs on the curl, gets it to the left blocks. Cox is blocked by Isabel Crandall. Crandall with her first, team second of the half. The Cardinals have not committed a foul yet in this half. Oh, Van Aken inbounds, this time to Danica Cox. Trying to get the ball to Kara Miller. It was intercepted by Madeline Hensel. And... The Cardinals get the gift right back. The pass by Madeline Hensel, intercepted by Riley Van Aken. Van Aken coast to coast off the glass and good from 12. She now has eight, and the Cardinals are up 41-22. 25 seconds left to play in the quarter. Here's Glidden drawing a double team. Out to Jasmine Curtis. Now to Curiona Thomas, right wing. Sling it to the left wing. Here's a spin move by Glidden, moving to the baseline left side, kicking the ball out. Wide open three from the right wing is good for Jasmine Curtis. 41-25. Here's Kara Miller with two. With one, will she take the half-court shot? No, she won't. After three quarters, it is Coldwater 41 and Penfield 25. Final quarter in a minute. You're listening to Cardinal Girls Basketball on WTVB. It's great to have neighbors you can trust, you can count on, in good times and in bad. The attorneys at Haskwood PC understand the importance of trust. When you need cutting-edge legal counsel for anything from family law and business to estate planning and property disputes, Haskwood PC are the neighbors you can trust. They live and work with you right here in our community. Find out more at HaskKwood.com or stop by their offices in downtown Coldwater and Sturgis. HaskKwood PC. Lawyers where you live. Lawyers you can trust. If you've always dreamed of building a new home, Matt Halet Homes encourages you to start planning today. Now more than ever, modular housing is a better value. You simply get more home for the money and outstanding quality from floor to ceiling. As a residential builder, Matt Halet Homes offers fully customizable modular homes, plus any additional structures including garages, decks, even barns. Stop by Matt Halet Homes on US 12 east of Coldwater. Visit MattHalettHomes.com and like them on Facebook. Matt Halet Homes, always built around family. AM 1590, FM 95.5, WTVB. In the third quarter, Coldwater outscored Penfield 12-10. They lead 41-25 heading into the final eight minutes of this one. like to see how... Good, solid fourth quarter out of the Cardinals here. Take care of the basketball. Wow, nice cut. Here's Danica Cox, left corner, long two, off the rim, no good. Rebound, Sloan, put back. I don't think, did it drop? No, just fell off the edge. But she'll get two. 
Cariona Thomas with her first foul, team third. That was kind of an optical illusion from where we were sitting as far as whether or not it was going to go through the net. Sloan to the free throw line. She has five points. Now six as she gets the first of two. Let's see what Sloan is shooting from the free throw line. Only about 43% coming in on three of seven. Not that many trips to the free throw line. Second one off the iron. Rebound by Natalie Hensel. Amaya Porter with eight. Ellie Anderson and Riley Van Aken with uh, eight. Uh, and Maya Porter, rather, with ten. Cardinals almost get the steal as they're turning up the pressure on their man-to-man defense. Here comes Jasmine Curtis on the weak side. A block, but a foul, too. Ellie Foley picking up her third foul. Team first of the second half. For Penfield, we've got Kaylee Glidden with eight and Natalie Hensel with seven. Three for Jasmine Curtis, five for Emily Clacking. Speaking of Jasmine Curtis, she's going to the free throw line. This is the first Penfield player to go up to the free throw line tonight, believe it or not. First one spins off the rim. No good. Cardinals have done a nice job of playing good, hard man-to-man defense without fouling and uh, not putting anybody up to that line. Second one also spins off the rim. Curtis, about a 20.5% free throw shooter coming in, and she missed both of them. Here come the Cardinals. Foley to Sloan on the right wing. Draws the defense from Cariona Thomas. Now inside to Cox. Get the ball back out to Cousin Coley on the right wing. Coley tried the spin move. Now out to Cox. Foley slings the ball. Looking for, I think she was looking for Kara Miller on the left wing. That pass was deflected into the Coldwater bench. We'll try this again. 7-0-6 left to play in the game. Cardinals up 42-25. Cox to inbound, finds Sloan on the left corner, inside to Coley Burkhardt, now back out to Sloan. Sloan cross-courts it to Miller, and now Cox on the right corner, moves to the elbow, back out to Caroline Miller, drives baseline. She almost stepped out of bounds. Now Cox getting it inside to Foley, draws a double team, and one of that double team is going to be guilty of the foul. Looks like they're talking it over, the two of the three referees. They're going to ding Jasmine Curtis with her second foul. Team fourth of the half. And uh, unfortunately for the Penfield coaching staff, in Ellie Foley got the team's best free throw shooter at nearly 70% up at the line. First of two, the rainbow is good. I know the Penfield coach was saying she wasn't shooting, and uh, she was trying to get it up, and the girl uh, just kind of held her arm. Foley made both free throws. 44-25 the score. Meanwhile, out at Albion, Western now has a 42-36 lead over Marshall. End of the third quarter. Here's Kaylee Glidden, left wing, get it right wing to Thomas. Moves the baseline jumper in and out and into the hands of Jayla Sloan. Sloan lobs the ball to the right corner. Burkhart to Cousin Danica. Misses the drive. Loose ball. Got bodies hitting the deck. Fortunately, no heads hitting the deck either. Jump ball possession arrow to Penfield. So we remember what happened near the end of the Manawan game on Tuesday. Four girls hit the deck. 
one Madawan player uh, hit her head and uh, actually had to be uh, taken on an ambulance after we signed off. Yeah, I was a little surprised they waited that long. Uh, I'd have been her mom and dad. I might have taken her right away. Here's Penfield trailing 44-25. Ball poked away. Jasmine Curtis tracks it down near midcourt. Now here's a drive by Emily Clacking along the baseline. Gets it out to Glidden on the left wing. Now moves up top. Forces up a shot off the rim. No good. Loose ball collected by Burkhart. Under six minutes left to play in this one. Cardinals up 19. Here's a Euro set by Ellie Foley. She misses the shot in the rebound by Glidden. Glidden's spin move between the circles. Launches a three-pointer up top. Off the rim, no good. Burkhart chases down another rebound. Here comes Miller. Miller, bounce pass inside to Danica Cox. Left it short. She gets her own rebound. Gets past the triple team. Overshoots the hoop. And the ball falls into Clacking's hands. 5-16 left to play in the game. Pass to Jasmine Curtis. Baseline jumper, miss, rebound, put back good for Natalie Hensel. She now has nine. The lead is 17, 44-27, counting down to five minutes left to play in the game. Ellie Foley passes to Coley Burkhart, right corner. Natalie Hensel guarding her. Burkhart, bounce pass inside to Cox, shoots over Glidden, over the rim, battle for the rebound. Glidden and looks like Jayla Sloan's going to be called for going over Glidden's bat. It'll be Sloan's first, team second. Line change for the Cardinals. Uh, among the new players on the floor, first appearance for Emma Porter in a few games. 5-5 junior. It's joined by Ellie Anderson. Caitlin Garcia in for the first time tonight as well. 5-6 senior. Here's Tori Walling up top to the right wing. It comes to Clacking, drives the baseline, kicks the ball out to Curtis. Now up top, Glidden for three, rolls off the rim. That's the same play they tried before. Walling gets the rebound, misses. Third chance is going to go in for Natalie Hensel from the right blocks. 44-25, here comes Van Aken trying to take it coast-to-coast. Art Garcia on the right wing as she caught the ball. She forgot to put it on the ground before moving to the basket. That's a traveling violation. 4-10 left, so presuming this score holds, Penfield would draft a 7-13 overall, 3-9 in the Interstate 8. Coldwater would improve to 19-1 overall, and 11-1 in league play. Glidden from the left blocks, other end of the floor, she now has 10. 44-31, the lead down to 13. Here's Van Aiken moving to the right wing. Garcia has it. Hands off to Maya Porter, who also came back in. Maya going to just slow it down a little bit, see what's available. Walling guarding her, now Emma Porter to the left wing. It's been a few games since she's uh, seen game action. Ball comes out to Garcia, right wing, up top, back to Maya Porter. Ball pass to Garcia along the baseline right side. And an offensive foul, clacking, taking the charge as uh, Caitlin Garcia pushed off. We could see that all too clearly from our vantage point. That'll be Garcia's first in the team third. 
think Coldwater's going to get the W, and I feel confident in saying that with 310 left. The only thing left in doubt now is that final score. Runner missed by Glidden right baseline. Anderson with a rebound. Well, I'll tell you what, they don't uh, they don't score here, take some time off, and Coach Smoker is probably going to call a timeout. Just remind the girls to what they need to do. Here's Van Aken around to Anderson. Back to Van Aken, left wing, draws a double team, and one of that double team, either Curtis or Glenn, will get assessed the foul. It will be Jasmine Curtis with her third and the team fifth with 2.45 left. Maya Porter to inbound. In front of the cold water bench, Walling is in front of her. Maya Porter is still looking and a five-second call. Not good to have that happen so close to your coach. No, not right in front of the coach. And uh... Another chance for Penfield to cut into the lead. Now, so much for that. The pass by Jasmine Curtis was intercepted by Danica Cox, but clacking steals and scores. And now we should be getting a cold water timeout with 2.24 left. The lead is down to 11. It's a full timeout that Ken Smoker's taking. So your thoughts on uh, this uh, fourth quarter so far with a couple different uh, lineups, uh, different groups of girls out on the uh, floor, a different uh, grouping of five at the same time. Well, it just, uh, it's gotten sloppy a little bit here and there. And, uh, you know, you want to play girls, you want to play, but they got to play under control and uh, uh, do things correctly. And this last couple of minutes, the young ladies that have been on the court have been just moving a little too quick out there, and he's going to bring in uh, pretty much uh, got four starters back out on the court right now. Four-fifths of the starters, Maya Porter, Coley Burkhardt, Ellie Anderson, and... Foley's the only one not out there, so... Okay. Well, Emma Porter is And Emma's in. out there. Yep. So he's got some good, uh, good ball handlers up 11. So basically, you got both sets of uh, cousins, uh, Van Aken, Porter, and Porter, plus Burkhart and Cox, right? That's right. Here's Maya Porter on the right wing. Being guarded by Jasmine Curtis. Screen set by Coley Burkhart to the left wing. The ball comes, and now Emma Porter has it. Dishes sure. to Coley on the right wing. Draws a double team. Bounce pass inside to Emma Porter. May have been too far underneath the basket to get that one to drop. Rebound Glidden. Glidden taking it coast to coast, draws the foul as her shot spun around, almost went down. That's something you don't want to happen right here, and that's a foul and give them two shots here. Ellie Anderson with her first foul. Under two minutes, you want that clock to uh, keep running. And then Kaylee Glidden is going to say you got the team's best free throw shooter at around 88%. The first one spun around, did not go in. A minute 51 left. Second one is good, so she does split the pair. Glidden now with 11 points. 10-point ball game. And the Cardinals are called for traveling. This is going to be a long minute and 48 for Coach 
smoker, let me tell you. It's going to be a long minute 48 for the two announcers here, too. Just uh, Here's Glidden on the left corner. Being guarded by Maya Porter now to Jasmine Curtis. Slashes the wig, shot blocked. Loose ball picked up by Maya Porter. Immediately doubled up. We get a whistle and a foul. It's who they ding. Cariona Thomas with her second foul. Team sixth. Cardinal ball out of bounds. Sideline right. Into a mass of humanity. It comes to Riley Van Aken. She pushes it up the floor. Van Aken cut off on the left block. Now back out to the perimeter. Burkhart, nice feed to Maya Porter. Threading the needle. Misses the layup. Gets her second chance to hit the bottom of the rim. But draws contact. And she'll go up for two. Jasmine Curtis just picked up her fourth foul. And again, that's a team seventh. But it's a shooting foul. Maya Porter to the line. The free throw line. About 63.8% coming in. First trip to the free throw line tonight. First one, spins and drops. So she now has 11. Need both of these, that's for sure. She's got one. Lead back up to 11. There we go. And 12 as she made both free throws. And Porter has 12 for the Cardinals. They're up 46-34. Here's Kaylee Glidden attacking the right wing. Cut off, forces a shot over Emma Porter. Leaves it short. Maya Porter with a rebound. That's Maya's seventh rebound on the night. Maya Porter had the ball knocked away by her trailing defender, Jacariona Thomas, near the Coldwater bench. So Coldwater gets it back a minute. 13 left to play in the game. Cardinals up 12. Alley-oop pass goes to Coley Burkhart on the right blocks. Gets past her defender. Hands off to Anderson. High off the glass. No good. Rebound by Madeline Hensel. Ball comes to Glidden. Up top, launches a tray. Drains a three-pointer. Whistle and a foul deep in the backcourt. It's now a three-possession game with 54.3 seconds left to play in regulation. However, Kaylee Glidden just picked up her first foul on the press. 94 feet away from the Coldwater basket. Riley Van Aken up the line for a one-and-one. Coming into tonight, about a 35.5% free throw shooter. 16 out of 45. She completed a three-point play earlier in the game. Friend of this one-and-one off the rim. Tori Walling hands off to Natalie Hensel. Hensel, long pass to Clacking, right corner. Cut off by her defender, Maya Porter. Needs help. Ball comes around, got the key to Cadence McClenny. We, uh, what do we have here? We had a, a walk down there on the pen field. Maya Porter triggers in front of the Panther bench with 41.6 seconds left. Inbound to a streaking Ellie Anderson. She is blocked by Natalie Hensel. She tracks down the loose ball. 33 seconds left. Pass comes to Clacking, drives baseline right side. Is she forced out of bounds or does she draw the foul? I think she drew the foul down there. Cardinals have the fouls to give. Maya Porter with her first and the team fifth. Eight fouls up on the board for the Panthers. It'll be Penfield ball out of bounds underneath their basket. Ball lob to Clacking on the right wing. 
Clacking with a move to the right baseline. Runner is short. Battle for the rebound. It's out of bounds off of Penfield. 22 and a half seconds left. Coldwater's going to get the win, but Penfield did not make it easy by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, my goodness. Uh, trying to save the ball, and uh, Penfield stole it. And Coldwater winds up retaliating on an attempt at the basket. Maya Porter picks up her second foul, team sixth. It was Emily Clacking going for the layup on the right block. She'll go up for two. Coach Smoker knows he's probably going to win this ball game, and he's using these last two, three minutes here as uh, teaching. <laughs> and we'll talk to the girls very strongly when he gets into the locker room afterwards about uh, Clacking missed both free throws. She is about a 46% free throw shooter coming in, so the score remains 46-37. Ball poked away from Maya Porter and stolen by Clacking. Maya Porter trying to uh, poke the ball away. Does, and the ball goes out of bounds to the Panthers. Inbound to Clacking, top of the key, moving to the baseline. Clax now starts moving again. Ball stolen by Coley Burkhart. Hands off to Riley Van Aken. And now we can exhale, Cardinal fans. They get the win over Penfield, 46-37. As Coldwater again improves to 19-1 overall, 11-1 in the Interstate 8. Penfield drops to 7-13 overall, 3-9 in league play. Between games report coming up in three minutes. You're listening to Cardinal Girls Basketball on WTVB. As leaders in disaster cleanup and restoration, the pros that serve pro are prepared for anything. From fire damage to water damage. To whatever the heck that was. When your home or business has suffered damage, only the pros at Serve Pro of Branch and South Calhoun counties have the tools and expertise to make it like it never even happened. So if you're in need of cleanup from fire, water, or any other unpleasant incident, give Serve Pro of Branch and South Calhoun counties a call today at 517 278 5261. That's 517 278 5261. Serve Pro, cleaning, restoration, construction, independently owned and Operated. Give Serve Pro a branch in South Calhoun counties a call today at 517 278 5261. Untangling your headphones, finding the right remote, saying goodbye to your favorite shirt that hasn't fit in 10 years. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto owners works with independent agents who live in your community and answer when you call so you can worry about more important things like finding a new favorite shirt. That's simple human sense. The no problem people. Your local auto owners agents are Scott Crabtree, DC Lyons, and Melanie Pish at CNO Insurance, North Clay Street, Coldwater. No matter what time of year, Culey's Jewelry will help you say, Will you marry me? with an extraordinary diamond ring. Culey's diamonds are hand chosen for their quality and beauty with prices lower than any chain store. Right here in Coldwater, Culey's is the diamond source for the best prices and service you expect. With engagement rings starting at $299 and going to the sky's the limit, Culey's is something for everyone. Stop into Culey's Jewelry today and see the many mountings and styles available for your precious stones. Culey's Jewelry, downtown Coldwater since 1968. 
Hi, Sam here with CEM Supply in Coldwater, Michigan. Our customer base consists of large manufacturing facilities right down to the walk-in residential customer. It's amazing. Here's a short list of the products we represent, stock, and sell. Lincoln Welders, Champion Air Compressors, Karcher Pressure Washers, Myers and AY McDonald Pumps, Milwaukee Generac, Wright, Jet, and Wilton Tools, just to name a few. We also stock all the consumables, including roller chain, belts, bearings, welding wire, grinding cutoff, and flap discs, plus tons of fasteners. Did I mention we also offer service and repair on the products we sell. We also refurbish and rewind electric motors up to 250 horsepower, including all types of irrigation, circulation, and well pumps in-house. CEM also has a large inventory of electric motors in stock, and we're a do-it-best distributor. CEM Supply, 178 West Garfield Avenue, open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. and 8 a.m. until noon on Saturdays. Call 517-278-2611 or visit cemindustrialsupply.com. The voice of Branch County for high school sports. AM 1590 WTVB Coldwater and FM 95.5 W238CD Coldwater. Welcome back to Penfield High School. Sean Watson and Quinn Berry, Mike's side. We just saw the Cardinals beat Penfield 46-37, but again, (laughs) it was not an easy victory. Well... (laughs) They didn't make it easy. It should have been, but uh, and I'm sure Coach Smoker will have a few words about that. Uh, we're giving him the headset and uh, the opportunity to talk about this uh, win, uh, 46 to 37. Uh, your thoughts? Well, I thought we played. Uh, well, we shot the lights out early in the first quarter, and uh, but we weren't really talkative out there on the basketball court and from the end of the first quarter on I I thought our play was not good let's just put it that way well I I wrote down three things during that ball game first of all you just hit on it your first seven baskets in that game you had six assists and were <laughs> moving the ball and and shot the ball well but the shots were open and then after that the spacing went away we stood and around. You stood, the spacing went away, and you didn't get the same shots you did early. And then you started forcing the ball a little bit, and uh, uh, that's what I noticed. Yeah, I, and we I've said it a lot of times. We want to talk about playing for 32 minutes, and all of a sudden it's 17-3, to three, and I know we're young, but the thing I talk about, we're coming right up here to the postseason, and every possession is important, and that's what we got to play, one possession at a time at either end of the floor. Well, and I, I told Sean before you came out, they said he used that last four, four or five minutes of that ball game as a teaching oh. moment uh, because he's going to go back and, and they're going to look at film and he's going to show them things in that last four or five minutes that they need to do better to be a great team. Yeah, and, you know, we talk about when you walk up the floor, you're either getting better or worse. And I think after the first quarter, we became worse. And this is the wrong time of the year you want to do that. Yeah. You know, I talked about communicating. They have one scorer on that team, Glidden. You know, they honored her with 1,000 points. You don't get that by just jacking up a bunch of shots. But that lack of communication, you know, their first basket after it was 17-3, to they run a screen for her, and there's nobody talking. We both go guard a girl who can't shoot and leave Glidden wide open eating a peanut butter sandwich, and you know where it's going to end up, right at the bottom of the net, which it did. And that just continued throughout the game. And hopefully, uh, like you said, hopefully this is a learning experience for them because that's we got a lot on the line here. They got a chance to win a league conference, and you can't overlook anybody on any night. You never know what's going to happen. That's for sure. A couple of more uh, 
learning opportunities before the regular season wraps up uh, next Tuesday at Harper Creek, next Friday at home against Lumen Christie. And uh, at, at this point, the Cardinals have a big target on their back. Yeah, and uh, I think maybe we snuck up, snuck up on some people earlier in the year, but that's not going to happen anymore. And, uh, <sighs> you know, I know, I know from being a coach and a player, and you look at that Cardinal lineup, as a junior or senior, and you're saying, he's playing three, four, five so or freshmen and a couple of sophomores, and they're beating everybody. And you think, no, I don't want that to happen to me. And, you know, and yeah, and, and I told the girls, I don't. they don't realize how really good they can be. I, it's yeah. not our record. It's it's what we do every night. And today was not a good night for Coldwater girls. I, even though we won, it was a good first quarter. We shot well, but it was not a good 32 minutes of basketball. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I had you, which is very unusual, I had you for more turnovers tonight than the other opposing team. Oh, boy. And uh, that's that's not good. No, never. Yeah. So, uh, but, uh, hey, you got a victory. Yeah. The outcome, and, other outcome could have been a lot worse. And uh, you're setting with two more league games. You got a chance to really nail it down next week and then uh, get ready for districts. Yes. Ken Smoker, head coach of the Coldwater Cardinal Girls. We'll see you uh, back at the Coach Floyd E.B. Gym next Friday. Next for Friday, senior, senior for night. Senior night, uh, just the one senior. Right? Yep. So She's really excited, looking forward to it. <laughs> I bet she is. All right, we'll All right. see you Thanks. next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Ken. Ken Smoker joining us on our Between Games show as Coldwater gets the win, 46-37. to 37. Here's how they scored for the victorious Cardinals, now 19-1 overall, 11-1 in the Interstate 8. Maya Porter... Led the Cardinals with 12 points. We had three players of eight apiece. Ellie Anderson, Ellie Foley, and Riley Van Aken. Jayla Sloan had six. Couple each for Kara Miller and for Coley Burkhart. That was their 46 points. For the Penfield Panthers, who dropped a 7-13 overall, 3-9 in the Interstate 8. Kaylee Glidden, uh, no surprise there. She led everybody with 14 points. Natalie Hensel had 11 uh, seven for Emily Clacking, three for Jasmine Curtis, two for Tori Walling. That was Penfield's 37 by the quarters. 20 to three in the first quarter, favoring the Cardinals. But in the second, Penfield had the 12-9 edge. In the third, Coldwater had the 12-10 edge. And in the final frame, uh, Penfield outscored Coldwater 12 to five. The Cardinals didn't even make a field goal in the final quarter. All five of their points came from the charity stripe where on the night they finished six of 10. Penfield, meanwhile, just one of six from the charity stripe. Well, really it was, a, you know, until the last four or five minutes, it was a pretty clean played ball game as the Cardinals didn't even have a foul in that second half until what, uh, probably into the fourth quarter. Yeah. But, uh, it was a nice, it was a, a cleanly played ball game. I think the Cardinals got off that hot start and they got just a little bit, uh, uh, you know, laid back and, and how they played for the next three quarters. And uh, as Coach Smoker said, I'm going to use it for a learning experience for this young team. We'll quickly go over some of the other stats and then we can talk about our McDonald's player of the game. Okay, I had Van Aken with two rebounds, one assist, two steals. Uh, Kara Miller with an assist, Foley with uh, five rebounds and four assists, 
And Sloan had five rebounds and an assist. Anderson, five rebounds and a steal. I had Burkhart with uh, six rebounds, two assists, and two steals. I had Maya Porter with uh, eight rebounds, three assists, two steals, and Cox with a assist and a steal and a rebound. McDonald's player of the game, who do you want to go with tonight? Oh, boy. Um, I, I, I hear the gears turning. Boy, I tell you, uh, you know, Maya had a, Maya played well, uh, you know, in the second half on the defensive end. Uh, got some buckets there at key points. Uh, uh, again, eight points. What you have, 12 rebounds? 12 points and eight rebounds. 12 points and eight rebounds. Turned it around so there. I think we got to probably go with her tonight, Sean. Congratulations to Maya Porter, a McDonald's player of the game. Are you or your kids looking for a job with a flexible work schedule with a higher pay scale than ever? The perfect opportunity is available at your local McDonald's. All three McDonald's locations in Coldwater, Quincy, and Bronson have openings right now. They'll work around school and sports schedules, and they're paying up to $14 per hour based on availability. Stop in for more information or go online to McDonald's.com. Find that perfect, great-paying job right now at your local McDonald's. An amazing streak continues on the wrestling mat, and we're less than a week away from the start of a revamped hockey tournament. I'm John Ross, and this is This Week in High School Sports, powered by Michigan Student Aid. The MHSAA Ice Hockey Tournament bracket is set, and you'll notice some changes from last year's bracket. This year, the entire tournament is seeded using MPR. Each of the three divisions contains eight regions with up to eight teams in a region. The highest-seeded team in a region will play the lowest-seeded team, and so on. Last year, only the top two teams in each region were seeded. Also new this year, the teams will be reseeded following the quarterfinals. The Ice Hockey Seeding Committee will take all four semifinalist teams and reseed them one through four. The one seed will play the four, the two seed will play the three, with the winners meeting in the finals. Last year, there was no reseeding at the semifinal level. The way divisions are broken up this year is also new. Standalone and co-op programs will be rank-ordered by enrollment, but on separate lists. The top one-third from each list will make up Division I, the middle third from each will be Division II, and the bottom third from each list will comprise Division Three. This change is expected to rebalance the divisions, as Division I had been primarily made up of co-op teams in the past. Staying the same from past years, a coin flip will determine the home team for each game. The first regional games will drop the puck on February 20th. The semifinals are March 9th and 10th, with the finals on Saturday, March 11th. All of the semifinals and finals action from USA Hockey Arena in Plymouth will be available on the NFHS Network and the MHSAA Championship Radio Network. For brackets, scores, and more, be sure to check out MHSAA.com. Game balls this week go to Davison's Greg Lawson. The sophomore tallied a triple-double, 32 points, 12 assists, and 11 rebounds, and a five-overtime win over Flint Hamity. The 94-90 victory came in the Cardinal Classic Final. To the Gibraltar Carlson competitive cheer team, who knocked off three-time reigning Division II state champion Allen Park on way to the championship of the Downriver League. 
And to the Holt Wrestling Team, they captured their 37th straight district title. Yes, 37 in a row by knocking off Grand Ledge in the finals. The last time Holt failed to win a wrestling district title, 1986, when That's What Friends Are For was the number one song. For high school seniors, the matchup of the year isn't on the field. It's actually online. That's right. When you fill out the FAFSA, you know, the free application for federal student aid, you could also be eligible for thousands of dollars in additional money from the Michigan Achievement Scholarship. Yep, nearly 80% of students who fill out the FAFSA may be eligible. Now that's a matchup we can all root for. Get started today at michigan.gov achievement. The Michigan Achievement Scholarship. It's a game changer. Our weekly Be the Referee feature takes a look at the fine art of officiating with registered official Paige Winnie. We are in the pool today, nearing the end of our 100-yard freestyle race. To finish a race and record a time, a swimmer can either touch the touchpad or the finish end, i.e. the wall around the touchpad. If the touchpad is contacted in a time recorded, great, that's all the officials need. But what happens if I hit the touchpad and the time doesn't stop? Or if I touch the wall just above the touchpad? In these instances, the officials go to a backup timer, and the backup timer for that swimmer will be used as their race time. The backup timer operates for all races, but is only used in the event of a touchpad malfunction or a swimmer hitting the finish end. A majority of the time, it's not even needed, but it's good to have for instances like these. Thanks, Paige. Now more than ever, we need officials. If you're interested, go to the MHSAA website now to register. If you aren't following the MHSAA on social media, What are you waiting for? It's a great way to keep up with everything going on at the MHSAA. Looking for tournament updates, event announcements, or links to stories? Then check out our Facebook or Twitter accounts. Instagram and TikTok is where you will find our weekly performance of the week feature and other behind-the-scenes content. YouTube has tons of historic MHSAA finals archived. Look for classic matchups and rewatch some great games. MHSAA social media is the best way to connect with us every day. So make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. With winter tournaments just getting started, you don't want to miss a thing. You've been listening to This Week in High School Sports, powered by Michigan Student Aid, a production of the MHSAA Network. Thanks for joining us. I'm John Ross, and we'll see you next week.